Just in case our name Clit Talk wasn't a disclaimer enough, we wanted to let you know that this podcast is intended for a mature audience only. So if you have any little ones in the room, now is the time to maybe put some earmuffs on or escort them out. You asked, so we're answering. In a special episode of Clit Talk, our listeners have turned the tables on us. Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow. Bring your pussies to the show. Welcome to Clit Talk, the pleasure-positive podcast where badass women discuss everything from orgasms to gender harmony to the health benefits of masturbation, the sex that you wish you got, and then some. So there's nothing that we love more at Clit Talk than hearing from all you Clitorati. We collected all the questions you've sent over the last few months on at Clit Talk Show. What? Are you choking on your weed pen? Her wine, her wine. On your wine. Okay, Sugar almost choked on her wine. So the difference of this episode that we've never done before is that we are having wine and weed. Cocktails. And cocktails. And whiskey. And we're loose in the studio. Whee! Women on whiskey, wine, and shot. weed, baby. Ah. Shut, 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 shut. Let's fill my fantasy, Katie. Let's do this. Oh. Aww. <laughs> it sounded like a sound bowl. It sounded like a sound bowl. Yeah, we want to do it too. One, two. Our listeners sent in a bunch of questions to our Instagram at Clit Talk Show, and we're going to answer as many as we possibly can with the time that we've got. So let's get right into it. Fuck it. I'm just going to start right out of the gate. We had a specific question for sugar. It's what my pussy's telling me to do. Okay. Yeah. So sugar. So. This fan, I had like an interaction with this fan and they're like, love you. So this is what she said. She said, I wanted to ask Sugar what she imagines when she thinks about the age difference with her husband and how it will affect their sexual relationship in 25 to 35 years from now. She said, I recently started a very significant relationship with a man that is 16 years older than me. He is unquestionably the best lover I've ever had and completely does it for me erotically. I am extremely open, highly sexual, bisexual woman. I know that sexual compatibility is essential to the health of my relationships. My partner is in amazing shape and absolutely adores every aspect of my sexuality and biology. But I, oh, but she knows that biology is a bitch. She said that she's a very young 50 year old and he has just turned 66 and looks amazing. While we have compatible high sex drives now, she worries about if they'll be compatible in 10 years when she is 60 and he's 76. She said she's deeply connected to this man and with their intimacy deepening every day. She, she can't help but worry. So she really feels like she relates to you, Sugar, and would love to know your thoughts on her relationship with her older man. And she all wanted us to know that she absolutely loves this show. Wow. What an that, that is from, question. That is from Julie from Go California. Julie. Julie. Okay, Julie from California. Ditto to everything you said. Completely relate to you. Um, this is fascinating to me because I'm 24, and yet this is – we completely relate. It doesn't even matter how old we are. The first thing my dad said to me was when I told him I'm serious about marrying my husband, my now husband, who's 16 years older than me, was imagine – the future. And he was 
hinting, I have an unconventional relationship with my father, but he was totally hinting to sex. I knew right from the beginning and it was just, the love was so strong, right? I'm just, I knew he was the one and I didn't care. So like, I don't need to, I don't necessarily fantasize about, about the future when I'm sexually intimate with my husband. I'm so enveloped in his hotness and our hotness. And like you said, the most erotic relationship in my life totally does it for me on every single level. But I found myself, I had this anger towards him and I was like, what is this? And I came to realize through a bunch of coaching and talking to women, so I'll save you hours here, is that I was resentful of not knowing what the future would hold. And then you know what I fucking realized, Julie? Anything could happen. Who is to say that he's going to outlive me? Who's to say that we won't live a long, beautiful life together and that we won't fuck till we're 120 and vampires? I mean, who says that it's going to go a certain way? So I don't really think too much on it. However, what I've been up to engaging in a highly sexual lifestyle with my husband, there's no doubt in my mind sex is only getting hotter. And I'm actually really excited to see what the future holds. Like, my husband is 40. How old is he, you guys? He's 40. 40. He's 40, girl. He just turned 40. Yeah. And 20 years from now, I'm like, oh my God, he's going to be one of those hot six-year-old guys that you're with right now. And it's going to be amazing. And for you, you're like, well, in 20 years, he's going to be one of those hot 80-something-year-olds that is one of the best lovers ever. So don't trip, chocolate chip. And I would love to you know, discuss this with you in the future over some wine. I think I can make that happen. I actually know Julie. Awesome. You know Julie? <laughs> Lindsay. Oh. I, I love that she's 51 and she relates to Sugar the most because Sugar and I are besties too. When Julie said he's 76, I'm like, my dad's 76 and he looks great. 76 is nothing. And <laughs> and I love what Sugar said about just being in the present. Well, I'm on the other end and I really agree that age is just one more distraction Color, nationality, gender, you know, all of it is just, yeah, inconsequential. Next question. This is for everyone. Nancy from Ohio asked. Wow, you said that with an Ohio I'm from Ohio. I just totally went Ohio. Nancy. I'm back. I'm back to my LA. To her roots. Ohio. Nancy from Ohio. Okay. Do you have mind blowing sex every time, or is it some, or it some, is it sometimes less than satisfactory? You know, I mean, it's so hard when you have mind blowing sex with someone quite a bit, and then you don't, yep. and you're like, "Oh man, this is my mind blowing sex memory guy," or it is your man, but still, it's like annoying. Mm-hmm. I think it's impossible to have consistent, ongoing sex with the same person for the rest of your life. There's, Of course there's going to be moments of satisfactory sex. It can't be mind-blowing every day. Sugar, what do I talk about when it comes to marriage? What's the term I always use about your sex life? Ebbs and flows. Ebbs and <laughs> flows. Ebbs and flows of the long-term committed for sure and and there's like a overall progress like i've noticed like even though there's ebbs and flows so it's not mind-blowing sex every single time but if i look at the last year over the year before or over the year before that you know and i were to run some sex analytics i would say over the last year there i can see an increase like a a progress overall in my sex life as a whole that i definitely have mostly increased 
the hot sex. <laughs> Don't you think it's mostly because you're much more intentional about this experience you're about to have with your partner, whatever it looks like? What? You mean like... <laughs> I think she like, means committed. Like oh. she's really committed to having really good hot sex. Mm. Oh, like since we've been doing this podcast. Oh, you mean like right, exactly. Yeah, like it's much more intentional Absolutely. for you too, right, Katie? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Every That's- time you have sex with your husband, it's probably a lot more intentional than before. And it's a lot more playful. So it's not necessarily mind blowing every time, but it is absolutely more fun every time. And we've actually are like, I'm off my birth control and we're starting to think about getting pregnant. And we, when I'm ovulating, we have to have sex every day when I'm ovulating. And like that got really unsatisfactory for both of us. We both laughed about it because it was like, it would take us twice, like a couple of times. And we were just like, eh, we don't have to do it today. But then there's other times when it's like, and we would be playful, but there's other times when it's like, you know, actually when I'm not ovulating, it's been a lot more hot because we're like, we can just put it anywhere. And it doesn't matter. What do you mean by anywhere, Katie? (laughs) You know what I mean by anywhere. You mean in the anus? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good for you. But let me ask you. Do you say before you, when you're ovulating and you're having sex with your husband, do you both go like like teammates? Like, all right, let's make a baby. And then you go to it? (laughs) Yes. I love that. I know. Are you kidding me, Katie? She has a clipboard. Like, all right, I'm ovulating today. Okay, wait. It's an app. It's it's called Clue. I highly recommend it. Oh, my God. She really has a fucking app. Okay. So Patty from New Orleans wants to know, what have you learned or done since taking on this podcast Something you never thought you would do. I was going to say group sex, but I knew I would do that eventually. <laughs> I was going to go with that instead of more masturbation. Mm, that's good. That's, that's a really good, good one. Just saying. I never thought I'd go to a sex party with all my girlfriends. <laughs> I never thought I'd go to a sex party ever. <laughs> I already did so much shit and still doing it that I didn't think anything new would come from it. But I love the conversation. <laughs> Nothing new has come from it? Nothing. Come on, Tammy, go. Let me You're wearing think. a hat that says pussy right now. We all got to get one. Yeah, we all the, get the new thing is that that talking about it has given me such joy. And it kind of creates for me this incentive to do more adventures so I have more to talk about with people. Yeah, it's definitely gotten me way more open to the conversation of doing stuff as well. Absolutely. Because we're like, we're talking about sex and different types of sex and sex parties and different like adventure. Like just, just we're thinking and talking about sex so much more that it's definitely unconsciously opened me up. And we went to a strip club, didn't we? I went to a strip club for the very first time. First time. My very first time. time. We should be doing that as a group. My first women's strip club. Men's strip club I've been to. We should do it as a group and me and and Sugar should actually be try out being a stripper for the night. I've done that before as well. (laughs) (laughs) It's called amateur night. Okay, actually it's true. I've done it too. I've had such incredible conversations since doing this podcast and being more open about the struggles that I've had with my own sexuality. And it's really, I would never talk to someone at a party about how I never masturbated before. And now it's like totally opened me up, not only sexually, but creatively, like in my writing and in my acting. And it's, 
my life is totally different. Yeah. Well, if you're going to get serious, then I, I will have to say I I never thought I'd be having the conversations I've been having with my mother. Aww. Yeah. And we've always had a very open relationship about sex. And she is starting to open up to me and share with me. She shared with me the other day. She was sorting through a box and she said, I, I found a naked picture of myself when I was about 30, about your age. And I looked really good. And with everything you're doing with this Clit Talk podcast, I feel like I could show you the picture because you see me as a person now. Mm. Wow. And not just your mom. Yeah. Oh, wow. <clears throat> I love her. I love how it really happened. Yes. No, I'm making it up. Of course it happened. I love that. Mom, I I am so moved. Like, what a beautiful outcome to come out of this project. Like, that's, I just want to pause for a moment and acknowledge that because that's really fucking amazing. It is. Your mother got to, that's such a beautiful gift. Congratulations. It's, it's It's almost like we're girlfriends gabbing about sex. Like the way we talk about sex now, and I realize I don't think my mom has anyone else in her life that she can talk to about sex in this way with no judgment. I got to hear that my 22-year-old daughter knows how to squirt already. <laughs> That's new. All right, so Tony from Canada wants to know how many times a week do you masturbate and how many times a week do you have sex with your partner? Masturbate every fucking day. You do? Yeah. Wow. If I miss a day, How'd it's weird that? and I'm like, oh shit. Integrity. When do you do it? Like in the shower, right after you wake up, before you go to sleep. Like when the yep. fuck do you have time? Any of those times. <laughs> and I like, can add a red light. <laughs> two minutes. Two minutes. I have like really good uh, videos that I watch for if I want like a quickie. But yeah, before bed. And then sex with partner could be any it ranges. It really depends. Um, it could be anywhere from two times a week to like five times a week. And not necessarily like five days in a row. It could be like the night before, the morning of, the next morning, the next night. I don't know if this is disappointing to the listeners, but honestly, I would say my average, I masturbate like maybe once a week, maybe every other week. Like, but my boyfriend definitely masturbates twice a day. And after the sex party, he literally masturbated 10 times. In a day? And came 10 times. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So I'm still not really masturbating. I'm just going to tell on myself. Um, and I'm committed to. <laughs> She's got like masturbation shame. I know. But I do have sex like three to four times a week. Why? Why are you having sex so much? Because I like it now. <laughs> nice. So I wasn't masturbating for a really long time. And I swear I had it that my um, sacral chakra was um Broken? Something was, there was like a <laughs> blockage. We, Sugar and I did a meditation on Saturday uh, to open up your red, your um, sacral, your sacral sh- chakra. Sacral, thank you. Thank, sacral chakra. It's the wine, it's the wine. And, uh, it's I the wine. And I've masturbated five times. I'm not kidding. Oh ever God. since, uh, ever since. Yeah, I got, so, I've been so horny. Okay, so wait. So Suzanne has a question. Suzanne from New York has a question. So she said, uh, um, 
<laughs> she said, oh, hi, guys. No, no she didn't. No, she didn't. Sorry, Su- I'm sorry, Susanna. I've just had like You're- a shot of whiskey and like two glasses of wine. Okay, so <laughs> she says, why does my pussy smell the day after? He comes inside of me. Am I supposed to be douching? Ugh, is this because he has a vasectomy? I've never allowed anyone to come inside of me until this relationship. And she said, it's driving me crazy. Okay, so Suzanne... I did some research for you. And I have some personal experience with this because my pussy has been fucking wackadoodle for the last like six weeks. (laughs) And what I learned is that your vagina is a carefully balanced ecosystem, okay? And it will normally be the host of a community of a lot of really good bacteria, the kind of bacteria that you find in live yogurts and probiotics. So the vagina's pH is really at an optimal range of 2.5 to 4.5, which is really quite acidic conditions. And why that is is because it acts as a disinfectant to discourage less welcome welcome bacteria from from causing infections. Um, So it's really these natural bacteria that contribute to your vagina's natural scent. Now, what you want to know is semen has a really different pH. So sometimes the semen itself can just really upset the, the, the ecosystem of your vagina. A couple other things that it could be. So something that I learned, and I always make my boyfriend wash his dick now, is because the groin, much like the armpits, has a lot of concentrated sweat glands. So it's really normal for the genitalia to get really sweaty just from day to day or from working out. So make sure you are making your boyfriend wash his genitals because that can really like that sweat and all the sweat cans can really add to it like a prominent vaginal odor um the other thing is look at his semen because normal semen has a white or a grayish color so if his semen is yellow or green and it smells if his semen smells really bad oh well honestly oh. it could it could be the sign of an std so what what do you do about it, right? So you 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 mentioned should I be douching? Absolutely, do not douche. Okay, don't use any of those fancy products that you see in CVS that are flowery and promise to make your vagina smell bad. Those actually make things worse. Your vagina is a self cleaning organ, so um, using these feminine hydrate products can really affect your natural microbiome that's in there, leaving you more susceptible to infections. So the best things to do is really to adhere to like basic vaginal healthy things, which is wipe from front to back when you're going to the loo, wash your external genitals with a really mild soap. I love Castile oil, um, unscented. I use all unscented products on my pussy. Um, really avoid any like harsh, flowery, scented like soaps. Um, don't douche. And the other thing is you can really like try to wear like loose fitting, breathable cotton. And when you're menstruating, make sure you're regularly changing your tampons and your sanitary pads. The other thing that I found really useful, because I just went through about six weeks of vaginal infections, yeast infections. The only thing that worked and what the, the doctor actually told me this is boric acid. So you can order boric acid suppositories on Amazon. And just after you have sex, insert one in there. And it really helps to balance out the natural, like the pH system in your pussy. So I'm not a nurse. So t- yeah, helps. also peeing for sure. Yeah. If you want to save some money, you can just buy boric acid from Rite Aid and just put it in capsules. So that's what I did. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Lindsay's our research queen. 
Thank I was going to say, that. that about covers that question. I, I think. know. I think, I mean, okay, <laughs> what's next? Deb from Australia. That's right, Clitorati. We are international. Um, obviously, the show has been impactful on your lives. How has the show impacted other people in your life? What are the, some, of, some of the things you've discovered about the people in your life? So we talked about our moms. Can we talk about our significant others? Yeah. My husband, uh, so we started this podcast 2017 September when we started the book club. Let's just say that. And then May 2018, Mother's Day, we launched. Well, in March, which we had already started recording for our release in May, for my 24th birthday, I went to Vegas with my husband and actually uh, Lindsay. You were there with Matt. We were there with another couple friend of ours. Husband from like the accumulation of clit talk conversations and of course amazing post Sunday recordings being really horny and going home and fucking the shit out of each other and yeah I mean it had already opened so we go to Vegas and something just lifted off of him and we got to talk and it was that conversation that like all of a sudden I realized clit talk transformed my husband not just me like it was an access for his breakthrough and self expression. And around his sexuality. And like now my husband is like total boss king around his sexuality, still learning, is still like realizing where he has limitations, is super curious about them. You know, we went to a sex party. We would have never done that before. And like we've had threesomes. I have side pussy. Like he loves the side pussy because it always adds to our relationship. He's he, so gangster, it, sugar. We get, I, I, got t- I, literally, I, I got me some side pussy. Yeah, I got some side pussy. I got some side pussy on the side of my And it, it was his idea. It was his idea. He said, you should go on dates with her and see her. It was his idea. That would have never been as his idea before Clit Talk and before like uncovering this. So I just want to say... Total transformation with the husband, insane. And it's, for me, of course, a mega transformation. Being able to be freely bisexual in a marriage is liberating. That's clit talk right there. (laughs) Boom. 38% of our listeners are male. So thank you for supporting us and being curious about your sexuality as well. Thanks, amazing men. Mm -hmm. And thank you so much for all the pussies you have licked and you will lick. And maybe for the dicks you suck. We support dicks too here at Clit Talk. Oh my god! No more wine for you. I, I, no more wine for you. I think more for me. I'm so excited to do tantra with Kamali. Yeah, yeah, she's, Kamali a, she's amazing. She's amazing. With, yeah, we are space uh, for love with my guy. I finally think I convinced him. Ooh, Wait, is this Mister Buddhist? No, I got so many, Lindsay. So oh, I got to pick yeah. which one. I'm sorry. This is the one where um, he's got two big dogs and he's the leader of the pack. So that's sexy. Oh, Wait, you're, call- you're calling Sugar a gangster? Sugar got some pussy on side. You got lots of dicks on the side. You, you know, remember real. the guy I told you about that where like he put water in his mouth and he'd like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While he's going down on me. What? No, that? I don't fucking know this story. Yes, what you do remember? Yeah. Tell, it, tell it, tell it. Tell it for the listeners. You either way. Can you remember? Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah. I did it on a girl. I did it on a girl After at a sex party. I told party. you about it? Yep. On your fan? I did it well, not on my fan. Exactly. Not tell, on my fan. Tell, I'll tell that. Tell Crystal I'll tell what, that story after. So the what the technique this man told taught her a technique. She noticed what he is he doing? Teach me. No, you discovered. You were like, on me. yeah, and she was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And so what she realized is what he was doing is he was doing this. 
He was taking his spit and like spitting it on the clit and sucking it back at the same time and like a back and forth. sprinkler. So guess what? I did this shit on a on someone and they went crazy and I was like, Tamiko, thank you for this moment. Oh my god. Definitely, yeah. So that's wow. my tantra guy. He might come with me. Amazing. Okay. So Jessica from Maryland wants to ask if it's okay. Is there a reason why there aren't pictures of you on the website and Instagram? I'm dying to put faces to the voices I hear. Whoa. What, what's your name? Lindsay, what's her name? What's her name? So I, I, it, this was actually a question that came through the Instagram, and I did not ask her permission. I got it. To, okay. So I kept her anonymous, but it's cool. one of our fans from the Instagram, and I we just named her Jessica. Hey, girl. Hey, girl, yeah. Jessica. <laughs> I think. Nurse Katie can tell us this. Why we don't show our faces? Well, there's a lot of um, women on the show who work in business and all different parts of life. And the patriarchal world culture doesn't really accept talking openly about sex. And there's the fear there that it could impact their job. So um, Lindsay and I are really the only two on the show who are – and Tamiko – are not anonymous on the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I just really like my code name, but I feel like I've been in some photos recently. You don't necessarily know what you're doing. Oh. I mean, that's I'm one of the anonymous ones. It's Crystal. And yeah, that's exactly why, because we're in a patriarchal world. And you don't know what they'd be thinking about you in any situation. Yeah, and for me, there's definitely like some sort of fear there, but I, I don't know. For I do work in entertainment, and I I'm using this as like part of my brand and I think it's really important and I think our mission is valuable to the world and it's it is taboo and I think that's why it's important to demystify and to disrupt that the talking about sex is taboo and talking about vulnerable intimate things is not allowed and that you're not considered professional if you do and we've talked about this extensively as a group. Like, it has been a topic we've ongoingly explored and just, like, examined the best way to handle. And we do want to put faces with a name. We've talked about little emojis and pictures or pictures without showing mm-hmm. faces. Like, we've really explored it. And who knows what we'll decide to ultimately do. And I'm 51, so I don't give a flying fuck what yeah. people know about me. <laughs> but for Melody, I mean, there's some real issues that we respect, you know, in yeah. this society. And what, what are some of yours? I mean, for me, being a Middle Eastern um, coming from a Middle Eastern family, especially being Middle Eastern and Jewish, I mean, I would that it's it's a family concern for me. I don't yeah. mm-hmm. like that's a big that's a whole different subject. And yeah. so, yeah, there's different things. There's business. There's family. There's maybe some people, you know, whatever. There's so many different reasons, and um, it's not that we don't want to. It's just we're trying to protect not just ourselves, really, but others. I think we all know that we will get there at yeah. some point. Yeah. That's yeah. the whole goal of the show is to get to the point where we can all comfortably be out there, who we really are, and having these conversations. And the reality is the world isn't quite there yet. Exactly. It's like we know what our mission is, but the world doesn't necessarily understand it. So there's a fear of being misunderstood. I mean, I have those same concerns, even though I'm older. I mean, I always think, you know, if I can make enough money at a certain point, I'd like to run for office for something. But, you know, at the same time, I think 
to be authentic, even as a leader in society, whether it's government or corporate or whatever it is, is progression. And that's what America has always measured its success on, progress. So I want to be part of America's success as we progress over shame, over inequality, over social injustice. And this is what we're talking about. Every time we talk about sex, we're actually talking about life, politics, economics, all these factors being women. So I'm really excited about being free with my own physical body, as well as my voice, to move this progress forward. That's how fuck I feel. Yeah, Tammy. Fuck yeah, Fuck yeah. <laughs> Who might have that question? I'll fucking vote for you for president. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right, Clitorati, thank you so much for listening to our first ever Q&A episode. Thank you so much for your incredible questions. We had a blast. I hope we weren't too clit tipsy. And this was so amazing. We actually couldn't even get through all the questions. So be sure to tune in for part two of our Q&A episode. And if you didn't get a chance to get in your questions to us, you can send them to us via Instagram at clit talk show or email us clit talk at gmail.com. I was like, is that That's our right. email? That's wine. <laughs> so as, as always, thank you so much for listening to the episode. Please share this with your friends. If this, if this show makes a difference for you and you enjoy it, please share this with your boyfriends, your girlfriends, and leave us a review so we know how much you enjoy the show. And as always, we will see you next Tuesday. We love you, Clitorati. Pussy. That was a loud one today. <laughs>